Please turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. Praise God. I know we're here a long time, okay? <laughs> it's a big chapter. There's a lot of things to cover. I don't want to race through it. I'd much rather you get a little bit of something well than a whole lot of nothing. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And, um, you know, as I said before, this is the apostle they just couldn't kill. So I want to know what he knows. And not just surface, I want to know in depth what he knew. And praise God, that's what we are doing right now. In 1 John chapter 2, we're in verse 24. And I want to read the first part of it because we still haven't finished it. (laughs) Uh, He says, as for you, and again, he's making a distinction between you and all those that don't do this. He says, as for you, let that abide in you, which you heard from the beginning. Remember again, what we heard from the beginning was that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he also resurrected according to the scriptures. Had we read another verse, it would have said, and he was seen by Peter and then by the twelve later on and so on and so forth. So we know he resurrected because people saw him. Amen? At different occasions. Now, the next thing, that so that was the... the uh, Basically the what, okay, that we need to know. Then we went and looked at the how. How do we get this to abide in us? Remember he says, as for you, let this abide in you. So we looked at meditation. We looked at Psalms and Joshua. I'm not going to go through any of those things. But we, we looked at the fact that as we meditate the word, that's how it gets from the page into our heart. And it's the word in your heart that has power. Amen? And so today we're going to look at that. We are going to look at... The power. We're going to look at the why. Why do we need it in there? Now, we looked last time at uh, Psalm 119. I'd start there. If I, if I go through any other scriptures, I'll start preaching on them. So we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at them and I'm wanting to preach on them. Anyway, so <laughs> Psalm 119. We looked at this at verse 105. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So I want you to notice again that it does two things. This is why we need the Word. This is why He says, as for you, let that abide in you. Amen? And remember again, it's a choice. It's a choice that we make to allow that Word to abide in us, to remain in us, is what the word abide means. And so notice it says, your Word is a lamp for my feet. That means that you see where you are. But it also says... And a light for my path. It's, it, it also shows us where we're going. You know, God will show you what He has planned for you. Amen. And His Word will do that for you. Isn't that amazing? Amen. As long as we keep it in our heart. Now, I said to you that we're going to look at something very powerful today. And that is in Psalm 119 and verse 11. So we looked at verse 105 there. But now we're going to verse 11. It says that thy word... Have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee? Now you might think, well, you know, what's the big deal about that? Let me tell you what the big deal is. (laughs) You ready? See, a lot of people look at sin and go, oh, no, not that again. That's that religious thing, right? No. (laughs) Okay? That's that thing that defeats you. That is the thing that finds its way into your life and then begins to pull your whole life apart. See, we don't see sin for what it really is. It, it goes in and dismantles and destroys. Did you hear what I said? It dismantles everything God has done in your life. And it destroys everything that it can in its path. That's why you know, Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. 
Do you know one of the things he comes to steal? Is the word of God out of your heart. Amen? One of the things that he kills is all your hopes. All your dreams. Because once the word goes out, that's the next thing that... And then what does he do? Destroys everything. You know, he lays waste to your life. Are you all with me? And so, this is the reason why... I, we believe that David wrote Psalms, okay? But the, the, the writer of Psalms says that this is what he has done to counteract anything that the enemy could do in his life is he hid God's word in his heart. Now, I think it's really interesting that he says, your word have I hidden in my heart. You know, my question was, why hide it? One thing you need to do is make sure that you're not sharing everything that you know with everyone you know. Okay, <laughs> because not everybody believes like you. Have you found this out? Okay, and you know, you start uh, sharing some of the most precious things in your life, and they will pull it apart because they don't believe that. You see, can I tell you something about this? Be really careful who you share things with because the Bible, we're going to look at these verses. The Bible tells us these signs follow those who believe. So all those people that don't believe it and say that it doesn't work are right because it won't follow them. Be careful that you are not listening to people that things are not working in their life because they don't believe. And they come and take away something from your life that has actually worked in your life. But because they have such a convincing argument about why it doesn't work, that you start letting go of things that actually worked for you. Amen. You might say, well, whoever does that? Oh boy, you would be surprised of the number of Christians that I know that had prayed and would come up and say to me, wow, I prayed and this amazing thing happened. And after a while, they hang around the wrong crowd. They distance themselves from the word, which is what the enemy always does. He distances you from the word. Because if he can distance you from the word, we're going to find this out too. He distances, distances you from God. Which means that God stops talking to you. Because he can't talk to you apart from his word, so to speak. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Okay, not to get religious about it. But if you don't have any word in you, there's nothing for him to bring to your remembrance. Do you know that's one of the things the Holy Spirit does? He brings to your remembrance a word that you read. That's why you read something and, you know, always understand that whatever you do, you know, with God. Did you hear the with God part? Yes. Not on your own, not religiously, okay? But, <laughs> you know, even when you read your Bible, please do it with God. Don't do it because, you know, you pull something out of a box or something and it said, read this verse today. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, that really didn't help, okay? Go to the, <laughs> go to the word, go to the Bible and say, okay, God, I need you to talk to me about where to go today. Brother, are you one of those people that goes and throws your Bible open and whatever it falls onto, that's what you believe? No. Because if it falls onto, today I will see you in paradise, I ain't going there. I'm not ready to die, man. <laughs> okay. No. You know, we need to be a little bit more spirit-led. Amen. You know, just ask the Lord. At least say, God, could you just give me a book or something? And we'll at least go to that book and then you can show me something. I'll guarantee you he'll say something. If you know any word of God, he'll lead you. Amen. Okay, I'm in the littlest and he can work with... It's amazing how little God can work with and how much he can do with so little. Amen. You know, one of the things I found is God doesn't need a whole passage to get you through. Just one word. It's funny the times that God has given me one word and it's delivered me. 
Amen. It's brought me an answer. It's brought me a freedom. It's, it's unlatched something off of my heart that, you know, there's a lot of things out there that is out to, to cause you strife and, and, and all anger and all sorts of things. Okay, can I just say that? We are living in a world that is, you know, the Bible says it's the devil's system that we're in. Okay, now God has come and delivered us from that system. So even though we're living in it, we're not living under it. Do you all understand the difference? Okay, we are meant to live above it. And that requires you to say something, by the way. Whoever shall say to this mountain, remember Mark eleven twenty three, 23? Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall what? Believe whatever things that they say will come to pass. Those people will have what they say. Okay, so notice something. You don't look at the mountain and go, oh my God, that's a big mountain. Dear Lord, where'd that come from? That is not doing anything to your mountain. Do you hear what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, mountain can be any problem in your life. And I mean any problem in your life. Don't, you know, please don't get religious and go, all these problems except that one. My God, I don't think anybody can do it. No, 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 every problem. Begins with you saying something out of your mouth. And you know what? If you are not in God's word, the first thing that will come out of your mouth is something negative. And then it will begin to solidify that problem in your life. Do you hear me? That's why I remember when we looked at Joshua, God said, don't let this word depart out of your mouth. And he said, that's how you meditate on it day and night. Keep it in your mouth. Because while your mouth is speaking, your ears are listening, and your heart is receiving something. What is it saying? <laughs> okay? If you're speaking faith, then your heart is receiving faith. If you're speaking doubt, unbelief, and dear God, we're going to die, then that's what you're receiving. And that, that will not do anything for you. Because signs only follow those who believe. I need to get to the scriptures, don't I? All right. Let's get to this. All right, so this is why David says, Thy word have I hidden in my heart. Notice what he says then. He says that I might not sin against thee, God. We all think we sin against people, but at the end of the day, we're sinning against God. Do you know why? Whenever we do something that is not good, regardless of who we hurt in the process, regardless... Of if we think they deserved it or not. Hello, I know, pulled a lot of files there. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know what they did. Yeah, but God knows. And he says, vengeance is mine. You let him do his thing. Amen. And you know, he doesn't always take vengeance because sometimes people have a bad day. Let me put you, let me give you something. Are you ready for this? What if you're the person that did something bad? How would you, because you were having a really nasty day. I mean, everything went wrong. The cat scratched you, the dog bit you. The fish committed suicide, it jumped out of the tank. That's the only fish, it's been going there for 20 years. Spent 300 bucks on it and it jumps out and, and it just commits suicide. You know, it's like, what is this? And so you walk out the door. Of course, you're not in a good frame of mind. Somebody does something little and you bite their head off. And that happened to be a Christian. And bless God, they want to take vengeance. Hello. What would, you, what would you say to them before they did that? 
Grace, mercy, I was having a bad day. Don't call that down on me, okay? I, I don't want it to get worse. Hello. Did you just get that? I think sometimes as Christians are the worst problem on the planet. Because somebody causes us a problem and then we give him more problems. Because bless God, how dare they cause us a problem? I'm just saying. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Every time you commit a sin, at the end of the day, it's against God. Do you know why? Because he loves everyone. For God so loved the world. Amen. That he gave his only begotten son. I want you to understand that he loves. Now, I know there are some people that are very difficult to love. I've had encounters with people, you know, because I'm out there too doing stuff. And some people, I ha- okay, I have to confess now, okay? Pastor's going to confess something. Okay, hang on to everything. All right. <laughs> yes, I've, I did a thing that I tell you guys never to do. I walked out of the house to go do something. I had all my stuff, and I thought, I know what I'm doing, and I know where I need to go, and who we need to see, and forgot to pray. Because I had figured it all out, didn't I? Now, <laughs> all the other times I've been to this particular place, I prayed, regardless. I just, because I do that. I, I do what I tell you guys, unless I'm distracted. I was very distracted. See, this is one of the things that the enemy does, is he distracts you. I was so distracted about what I was going to do, how I was going to do it, all the things I need to know. I forgot to pray. So, unlike all the other times, this time wasn't a good one. And then I'm, you know how you get, okay, and, 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 and it's, it, it takes a lot to irritate me. Uh, can I use that word? Okay, okay. Boy, this person did a lot. And, okay, and you know, you at that place. And then I'm, I'm, I'm saying, God, and he said, oh, we're talking to me now. <laughs> and before I was about to say anything, I got that you forgot to pray. Oh, I am so sorry, God. I apologize. Just to let you know, we're all in the same boat. Okay, all right. <laughs> and I said, I am so sorry, God. Please forgive me. And then that allowed me not to be mad with the person that did all the wrong things. Because I didn't do what I was meant to do. I opened the door and then that, you see, this is how God will talk to you. He said, now, don't allow one mistake to cause another mistake to continue on. I.e., you're thinking about how that person did wrong by you. You're with me? Because he said, now, devil started something. Are you going to finish it or are you going to let him finish it? I said, bless God, I'm finishing it. And so straight away I said, God, I forgive that person. And the devil said, yeah, but I said, shut up. You're the one that started all this. Learn to identify your problem. It makes it very easy to forgive when you realize that we do not war against flesh and blood. But against principalities and powers and rulers and all of that stuff. Amen. And once you identify that, then go at it. Understand that people are in a system that has fallen, that is being ruled by the devil, and you are meant to be living above it. So please do so, not only in the victories that you have, but also in the forgiveness that you have. 
realize that they don't have the power that you have residing in you in them. The Apostle Paul says here, let's go to another scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. This is a powerful scripture. It says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But I want you to understand something here. Things that we say and things that we do, that's why David hid this word in his heart. Because it is foolishness to people around him. Do you get this? Just like around you, alright? See, be careful. You need to share things with people that are of like faith. Do you get me? And then they will boost your faith. They'll go, wow, yeah, I did this and it worked for me. So you just go, wow, oh, you can do that with it too? <laughs> okay? And so both of you are learning from each other. That's what you want to do. What you don't want to do is share with somebody that will not do that. We'll fight it. We'll say that stuff passed away even after it just worked for you today. You know what I'm trying to say? Amen? And they won't receive it. So, notice he says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, I like that being saved, it is the power of God. Notice that it is not just the word of God, it is the power of God. And notice it is for us who are being saved. Do you know what that means? See, when we got born again, okay, when we became new creations, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but positionally, okay, we went from a place where we were under the devil to seated in heavenly places in Christ. Hallelujah, praise God, we're there now. Uh, except our body ain't there yet. <laughs> okay, so way down here, we got a body. And this body wants to do all the things that it shouldn't do. Let me just say that. All right. Speak words it shouldn't utter. Okay. So, that, so down here, in a, on a real sense, we're still being saved. So spiritually, we are saved. You drop dead right now, and bless God, you won't. Okay. But, okay? but if you were to drop dead right now, the next thing is you'll be in heaven. Because that's where you are positioned. You have been seated. You, that's the miracle that took place. See, we, are, we think we're waiting to get to heaven. You're already there. Is that a new revelation? You are already there. That's why you are to rule and reign and everything that comes at you, you are to look at it from that vantage point. Not from down here and dear God, you know what's coming all over me. You are up there looking down and going, what can I do to take care of this? Because all the angels are going, well, we ain't doing nothing. You got a job? <laughs> you know? I mean, you know, they're just, they're the most powerful beings that, you know, you could lay eyes on and they're doing nothing. And they want to work. They're not lazy. Except we say nothing to get them working. Do you know that your confessions, you know all the things that you say out of your mouth? Who do you think carries it out? You don't think God is running around doing everything. He made these incredible beings called angels. And you start to speak something. And you say, God, whatever that situation is, I'm believing that it's all going to get fixed. I'm being very general here. And about 600 angels, God looks and goes, it's about 600. Because <laughs> okay? that's a big mess you made there. About 600 angels get dispatched. And they start to work, man. I mean, they do stuff that will just blow your mind. And then suddenly it all sorts itself out. 
And somebody next to you goes, wow, you're really lucky. I can see that angel going, yeah, right. No, don't ever use that word because there's no such thing. Amen. You might say, well, how come there are some people out there, they don't pray, they don't do nothing, and things work out? Because somebody else is praying over them. Because there's a mummy somewhere or a brother or a sister somewhere going, oh my God, I know, he's probably doing something dumb. <laughs> you know? So I just thank you, God, that, you know, you just, you just watch over him. You and so this is what confuses us. See, God doesn't look at that little stinker. Can I call him that? Okay. And what he's doing, God looks at the mother who is praying in the name of Jesus. Get me? And so for her sake, he'll, she, <laughs> he's saving him. And, and some other schmuck, so to speak, okay, that doesn't have a praying mother, does something far less and has all kinds of problems following him around. See, this is why we never get it. Because we never see what's in the background, what's going on in the background. And we say, well, how come that person is worse than that person, and that person doesn't get in trouble, and that one always does? Find the mother. <laughs> okay? Go look at the mama. Okay? That's, where, that's, where, that's what's going on. So that's what it means being saved. Okay? It's a journey. Okay? We have to renew our minds. You know, the Apostle Paul said, all right, that we renew our minds, and we are meant to do it on a daily basis with the Word of God. Amen? So that we take out all the... I like what one preacher said. He said, we take out all the old programming and put in some new programming. Amen? All the stuff that tells us that we're defeated and we've never done this before. It's never worked for us before. All of that stuff has to go. Because you are now a new creation in Christ with no past except the one that you are going to now make for yourself. Amen? You know the day you get born again... The only past you have is the next day you're one day old. Your past, what's your past? Well, yesterday I got saved. What happened before that? I don't know. It died. <laughs> Amen. You need to think that way. All right. Anyway. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way. He says in Hebrews 4.12, uh, excuse me. I'm only going to read the first part. He says, for the word of God is living and powerful. Why do we hide God's word in our heart? Why do we let this word abide in us? Because Hebrews tells us it is living, it is powerful. I want you to see the two things. In fact, uh, the New Living Translation says, For the word of God is full of living power. That's clever, isn't it? It's full of living power. Which means this isn't just power without direction. Can I say that? It is alive. Oh, yeah, you know, can I just finish that other story? <laughs> One of the problems that I was having was something wasn't working. Okay, without getting too specific, something wasn't working, which is one of the things that I wanted to ask this individual when I went to get help. And they said, oh, yeah, you know, that happens sometimes. Thank you, I know, but what do I do with it? They weren't going to say anything. They said, well, I'll try this instead. So, you know, after I prayed, after I sorted it all out, okay? I'm sitting here on the other side of this. <laughs> I'm sitting, and God says, go back and do what, what you did before, the thing that didn't work. I said, really? He goes, well, now you've prayed. Go back. <laughs> so, listen. So, I, I did exactly, exactly the same thing. You might say, well, you might have. No, I did exactly the same thing. You know why? Because I'd done this before. 
So I know how the thing works, okay? And so, and I tried it a couple of times, not just once. So I did exactly the same thing. Guess what? Yes, big surprise, it worked. Codes that didn't work before suddenly worked. Isn't that incredible? See, that's what I mean by we take so many things for granted. That would have been, oh, it's lucky it wasn't luck. Whatever, whatever, the angel had to go fix it, they did it. And they're going, okay, try it now. <laughs> You're in a good place. And you know what the problem is? We say no. We say, well, it didn't work the last time. What makes me think it's going to work this time? God makes the difference. Amen? God makes the difference. Okay, so. He says here, the word of God is living, it is powerful. So the more we meditate on God's word and decide to live by it, the more and more powerful it will become in us, and we will become in it. You put, okay, let me break it down. Uh, I can see. Little puzzle faces, little question marks over the heads. All right, let me quickly, okay. <laughs> I don't want to get past things that you don't get. When you meditate the word of God, what happens is that it will energize your spirit. Okay, just like our natural bodies need natural food, our spirit needs spiritual food. The word of God is spiritual food to your spirit. And so as you uh, feast on the word of God, okay, that's why you want to go and get a feast. You don't want to go and get breadcrumbs. Don't go to people that preach, you know, you know, down here somewhere because you go hungry. And then you wonder how come you're losing all your battles through the week. You haven't been fed. You haven't been empowered. Do you understand? So you need to receive a word that will, will empower you, will strengthen you. So that's number one. But the, the second thing that happens is not only do you become strong, you begin to see how to use that word. You look at it and go, wow, I never thought about applying it that way. Do you understand? So those are the two things that begin to happen. You become powerful and then you become powerful in the word in where you understand how to use the word on so many different levels. Somebody asks you to pray, boy, there are scriptures that just roll up from inside of you and they just take down the enemy left, right and center. Are you all here? That's what that means. Okay, moving on. <laughs> no more question marks over your head. All right. And that's what, we, when we get to Ephesians 3.20, which is an incredible scripture, Notice he says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. According to the power that works in us. You see, if you're not meditating God's word, there's no power in there to work with. See, this is the reason why, you know, God says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because they don't have the word of God in them, there's no power to work with. And so they just fall prey to everything that comes their way. Because they feel helpless. Do you know why? And I, I didn't really pick up on this until, you know, a little while. It's funny how you kind of, certain thing, you do certain things in your life, and then you forget that you're doing those things, and that's the reason why you are the way you are. Until somebody comes along and says, something isn't working, and then you're thinking, why isn't it working? And then you go back over all the things you do and think, oh, you're not doing that thing. Okay, that thing is the word of God. That thing is listening to the word. That thing is putting that word in you through the week, not just on Sunday. That's why we put this thing on YouTube. Amen? So you can get that thing. <laughs> okay? So it's there when you need it. And you don't have to listen to me. Find someone that ministers to you, that speaks to you, and listen to the word of God. As long as it's the word of God, it's good. Make sure it's a good one too, okay? Because uh, Apostle Paul talks to Timothy and says, you need to rightly divide the word. Some people wrongly divide it, 
and then they'll take stuff out of you. Don't ever let somebody preach something to you that takes something out of you. Make sure that whatever they're ministering is putting in. Amen? All get that? Amen. Okay. Because that way you become stronger. You become more powerful. It'll be line upon line, precept upon precept. You'll go from strength to strength, faith to faith, and glory to glory. Amen. You always want to be moving upward. Don't ever stay static because there's no such thing. You're either going up or down. You decide. Amen. All right. Back to this really quickly. So, he says, according to the power that works in us. And then Jesus says in Mark 16, 17, and these signs. Watch now. According to the power that works in you. Okay? Let that abide in you. Let it abide in you. Because as it abides in you, power begins to work in you. And what happens when that power is working? And these signs. Oh, hallelujah. A lot of people don't get this. It says, these signs will follow those who believe. Do you understand what signs means? Signs isn't everything. They're just signs. Something is going on in you. Do you get this? And he lists some signs. Can we have a quick look at the signs? All right. He says, in my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Oh, I thought that was a spiritual gift. No, it's a sign. People say, well, speaking on, with tongues is not for everybody. Uh, it's a sign for a believer. We're not even in Corinthians. It's just a sign for a believer. You all get that? Okay. So he says, these signs will follow those who believe. Well, uh, you know, somebody comes and says, well, I don't believe in that. Well, it won't follow you because you don't believe. Isn't that simple? I have read books on people that don't speak in tongues, that tell everybody why, why you can't speak in tongues. Well, somebody next to them is speaking in tongues. Wow. Can I just say this? Don't go write a book on rocket science if you don't know rocket science. To that individual, I say, just hush. It's a nice way of saying shut up. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Okay. I won't talk about stuff I don't know. I won't ever come up here and tell you ladies, I know what it's like to be pregnant. <laughs> exactly. That's the reaction. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you fool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, you're right. So I shouldn't be talking about that stuff. I shouldn't be writing a book. Hello. And nobody should be reading that stuff. Because it's written by a stupid person. Okay. <laughs> I, I know I'm out of time. All right, back to this. <laughs> I'm just saying. And these signs will follow those who believe. He says, in my name. They will, it's amazing how many people will read that book. Uh, they, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Verse 18. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. They will recover. These are just signs. Family, you know why I'm saying that? Because Jesus said, and greater works than these will you do because I'm going to the Father. But here are a few signs. Here are a few things that will tip you off. You're on the right track. And if you ain't seeing any of this, go check where you are. Amen? What's abiding in you? Obviously not this. Amen? So we are to look for signs. Listen to me. Signs will follow you. Please don't go follow signs. Yeah. Stuff out there that's going on, I tell you what, man, some things just stay away from them. 
Let the signs follow you. Amen. You believe. You do what God tells you to do. And you watch miracles happen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to have to leave it there today. I pray that you receive something today. When we come back, we will move to the second half of verse 24. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you need to know all this stuff. Amen. Like I said, man, and you know, I don't want to rush through this because this, I pray, will help you live the life that Jesus Christ paid for with his life. Amen. A very great price was paid for you. And God is going to hold all of us accountable for what we did with his life. With the victory that he won. Amen. And you don't have to do awesome things. Everything you do is awesome. Don't look to try and do something awesome. You're awesome. I'm telling you that. Okay, you're all made in the image and likeness of God. Whatever you do, you pray anointing over it. You do whatever you need to do. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, understand it's enough. And then God will make more. <laughs> okay? Don't ever feel like it's never enough. Always go for more, but be satisfied where you are. But always reach for more. Can you do that? Can you do both? Keep your feet planted on the ground and reach for the stars. Get it? Okay. Let's pray. Let's say, I can't stop. <laughs> Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we just thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for all the things that you are revealing to us through your word. And Father, especially this area of allowing this word to abide in us. We now understand what that word is, how we get it into us, and why we need it in us. And Father, that we will not be forgetful hearers, but, but doers of this word. Because that is where the blessing is. James tells us that. And Father, I pray for each and every individual here today. That you help them in their walk. You help them, Father, in the area that they are struggling with all of this right now. That as they have received your word, that miracles will begin to take place on the inside of them and around them. As you guide them. Because you promised us that the steps of the righteous are ordered by you. So we can walk in your perfect will all the days of our life. And Father, that we make that commitment right now. To do our very best. And whenever we slip up, we thank you that there is 1 John 1 9 that restores us back to a place of perfect righteousness. Because you said that you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. So that we never lose ground whenever the enemy trips us up. That is our walk of faith. That is our walk of victory. That is our confession. And our declaration today. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, Amen.